What's up, everybody? This is Sydney, and you're listening to Friendly Fire. Welcome back to Friendly Fire. Y'all know me. I'm your host, Sean, and my co-host, Sydney. What up? What up? Um, conference championship weekend. Um, I talked about how excited I was about it before the game started. Um, what felt like three of the best teams. Well, well. It felt like the best teams left in the playoffs. What'd you think? What'd you see? Um, Titans Chiefs was first, right? All right, so Titans yeah. Chiefs. Um, it went as expected, honestly. Um, the thing that we said Kansas City had to do in order to win that game, which was uh, not let Tennessee control time of possession, which they held Derrick Henry to under 100 yards, so they were able to do that. But more importantly, they were able to, after being down 17-0, they were able to get out. Huh? 17-7. Same difference. They were able to get out and get ahead, and once you do that, to Tennessee, Tennessee's not a team that's going to be able to walk you down at on at any stretch of a uh, any stretch of a game. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Tennessee, man, they Derrick Henry had sixty seven, sixty. He had sixty some yards in the first half and finished the game with sixty nine yards. Mm-hmm. So, but once once Kansas City got a ten point lead, or you know, then it's there's nothing that Derrick Henry can really do for you at that point. It's all around Tannehill and the talent around him, and none of us had confidence that he'd be able to throw them into a victory. So mm-hmm. um, in order for them to have one, they had to control the clock, and Derrick Henry had to have another monster game, and that didn't happen. So um, like I said, I was rooting for Tennessee, but Kansas City was who – I knew was most likely gonna win that game, and it went it went about as I saw. Um, for Tennessee, they came out with a good game plan. Um, another week for Kansas City starting slow, um, but there was a key drive in that game when uh, Kansas City was down 17-7. Um, after they scored the quick touchdown, the the Titans for a team that's that's dedicated to trying to shorten the game. Um, it's very important that they stay ahead of the chains. And in that game, they they had a they had a holding call on that drive that that basically for a team that's trying to do that, when you got first and ten, you turn it into second and three, and and third and one all the time. Um, then it then it that's very hard to stop because you can then play action off it. But all it takes is one holding penalty for it to be first and twenty, and that that changes everything. Now, now you gotta make sure you get back to second and and eight or second and seven, and that causes you to drop back and pass or whatever. So uh, you know that was a that was a key moment to me because uh, they ended up starting that drive out and then going down twenty one seventeen, and then the Chiefs got the ball and and I look as soon as Kansas City got the lead, the game was over. So I was like, okay, dang. No way Tennessee going to be able to come back from this. The only reason – they were down 17-7, and the only reason every single drive after that 
didn't end with a touchdown was the the block in the back penalty on the kick return mm-hmm. out the half. They didn't score on that drive, but they moved it across uh, midfield. But, I mean, they outscored them 28-7 for the rest of the game, and the seven points they got wasn't even, you know, like it, it was at the end of the game. The game was pretty much over at that point. They, they weren't going to be able to score three times when they had only scored three for the whole game. So, um it felt like the right team won. It feels like, like I said, the, the Chiefs have been the best team in the league for the last two years, at least in the AFC, have been the best team in the AFC for the last two years, in my opinion. Um, last year, I feel like they should have been in the Super Bowl, and this year, we finally got the right representative from the AFC. I feel like a, a team that, once they hit their stride when Mahomes got back, they felt like the best team in the AFC for the, for the entire season from, from about week eight to now to me. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, you can say that Baltimore still look to be the overwhelming best team. When you just look at what the performances they were putting out, uh, week to week. But once again, we knew what the downfall of that was going to mm-hmm. be. So, but yeah, um, yeah, so that's what that was. Uh, is Patrick Mahomes the best quarterback in the league? Yeah. Yeah, I'm, you know, I've been saying every every week we come on the show that Russell Wilson and, and I, and I remember I said it was like, it was like splitting hairs with them too, but Mahomes is so much younger and, and has such a, a much liver arm and, and, and often the Chiefs, what they can do with their players, their play design, and their skill set at quarterback is just, it's just, it's not fair. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, with, with him at quarterback. So, I, I don't know. I feel like he is. Um, it's him or Russell Wilson. You know, and, and the way he's performed over the last three weeks, you can say it's him. And then three weeks later, if, if Russell Wilson was still playing, it could be Russell Wilson. So, I, I feel like he is. He is, honestly. Um, I was saying Russell Wilson all season, and mm-hmm. if I'm wrong, it ain't by much. You know, so yeah. Uh, what do you think? Yeah, I think he's the best. I don't I don't think there's any debate about it. Like you said, Russell Wilson right there, I, I think Mahomes is clearly the best quarterback in the league. Right? Yeah. Um, so our second game, Green Bay and San Francisco. You know what's weird is, like you said, this was the this was the one that I was so torn about. Um, but man, this look, this game was about Aaron Rodgers. He looked shook in the first half of that game. Like it, it was such an, a weird performance in the first half. But even down seventeen nothing, when they were down seventeen nothing and driving the score. When he fumbled the snap, that killed him. That yeah. I, I felt like there was there was still a chance for them to go get points, settle into the game, and try yeah. to make a game of it. That killed him because it 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 went from all right, we can make this a two possession game to them turning right around and making it twenty to seventeen, and then then you got to try to get back. San Francisco's got a defense that when you get cross midfield, that's an accomplishment. So mm-hmm. for them to for them to be in position to score 
And then to lose the lose it on not even a play that they did anything. They didn't even have to do anything, but it, for it to be a turnover, um, that was bad. San Francisco, like I said, coming into this game, I just they they got back four and the pass rush has been dynamic ever since. Like, how you blocking that? And they, they just got they got so many people that come at you in so many different ways with their running game and their pass rush that um, they really exposed Green Bay. Um, and like I said, we've been saying, or I've been saying, it didn't matter once the playoffs start, 13 wins, blah, 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 that a two seed, it didn't matter. Um, a lot of people felt like Green Bay didn't belong in this position. Now, I do think that San Francisco is really good, and that was just a bad performance. Because, you know, you it's hard to win 13 games and be yeah. a fraud, but um, they just they weren't in the same league with San Francisco on Sunday. I'll put it like this. You can get to 13-3 off of good players and good play design, solid defense. But then the difference between them and San Francisco is San Francisco is so much more talented. They have, it seems like Kyle Shanahan has so much more of a better offensive mind. And then, of course, San Francisco overwhelmingly has the better defense. Mm-hmm. So you can squeak past a team like Seattle, who was hurting in their own rights. And mm-hmm. defense is okay, but it's not, you know, it's nothing severely or greatly better than what you have, but then when you go up to somebody who has everything, then then right. right. And Aaron Rodgers seen earlier in the season we were looking at the defense and man, that's a pretty good deal. Like first couple weeks they were top five in defense. You're like, man, if that defense can play like that, then Aaron Rodgers got it. And then as the season went on, you started to realize, man, he's kind of in a situation a lot like Tom Brady to where Usually we saying, man, he taking these players with no names and making something of them, but nah, maybe he actually need players like players we know and and uh, proven talent around him. Because I feel like even a Randall Cobb still being a Green Bay would have changed a lot for them this season. Yeah, but you out there throwing to players that you picked up on the way to the arena or to the stadium and. Mm-hmm. And that turns into that because, like you said, in the second half, we still saw Aaron Rodgers being Aaron Rodgers, even though it was in desperation time. Yeah, they, they dug a hole so deep. Like mm-hmm. I said, the 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 fumble and then the interception, him trying to force it. Um, but the, when they were down 27 nothing, and mm-hmm. uh, I saw on Twitter somebody saying, uh, uh, I don't know who Green Bay backup is, but they need to put him in. Now, Rodgers didn't have a, a good first half, but, man, they gave up, like, 300 yards rushing. He don't play defense. Mm-hmm. Like, the, the Aaron Rodgers don't play defense. They yeah. didn't. They they gave up 250 rushing yards. Like, what you want them to do about that? Like, they – that was – the 49ers were just a better team, man. And I heard, I heard a stat uh, earlier that was saying that um, Aaron Rodgers has only been to three NFC Championship games. He won one, but the two that he lost, the defense gave up 40 points them in mm-hmm. each of those games. Like, you can't mm-hmm. ask him to go win a game when your defense is giving up 40 points. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, like I said, Kyle Shanahan 
is a really good offensive coach, man. Like top three at this point. Yeah. He he got up there and he made sure y'all knew yesterday I'm not gonna ever not run the football again. Y'all thought what happened in that nah, we're gonna run it. We're gonna, and, we're gonna run it till the wheels fall off. And that's why, bro, I'm so excited about this game. I'm so excited about this matchup. I, I really hope it delivers because you know I don't it, it can be overhyped but man this this to me honestly I was I was thinking about this with the last three years of the Patriots um, this feels like the first time the best two teams are in the Super Bowl since Denver since Denver Carolina this feels like the the first time because very rarely do we get the clear cut best teams in the league. And I feel like these are the two best teams, even just playing the best right now. This is the first time since Cam Newton and Peyton Manning. I feel like we got the best two teams. Yeah, I saw you tweet that the other day. So, I don't know. I'm I'm very excited about this game. Don't be, bro. You know how it's going to end up. Do it. Um, so, yeah. Anything on or off the field you want to talk about? Anything else? Off the field, off the field, off the field. Um, not really. I saw some mock drafts earlier today that were very interesting. Um, I'm guessing you didn't see either. Mm-hmm. Oh mm-hmm. yeah, they got y'all taking uh, Jeff Okuda in both of them. Um, they got us taking Justin Jefferson in both of them, which I wouldn't be opposed to that, I guess, at this point. Um, there was a shock, a, a shock in there to me, though. I can't remember what it was, though. The first receiver wasn't going till 12. That was interesting. And there was a, there's a quarterback that they got on there before Justin Herbert, but I can't remember who he is, but I don't. I didn't feel like he belonged to be picked in front of him, taken as a third quarterback. I just can't remember who that was. Yeah. Um. I yeah. NFC NFL season is pretty much over with, so ain't nothing really NFL wise out there. Um. We was talking about Derrick King the other day. I see he did choose Miami. Uh, do you have a way that you're leaning at this point in the uh, before before we get to actually predicting the game? At this point, I'm re- I'm at this point I'm leaning Kansas City just because you want to ride with the best quarterback, and we just talked about it. Patrick Mahomes is the best quarterback in the league, and they have enough offensive talent around him to where San Francisco not going to be able to to stop everything they're going to be able to throw at them. Mm-hmm. Even though even if they slow him down, they're not going they're not going to stop him and Kansas City is already one dimensional by design. So, it's not like, "Oh, we're going to stop you running force you to throw." We mm-hmm. want to they want to throw the ball anyway. I just it's going to be interesting to see how many stops Kansas City can get. Mm-hmm. Running the ball because yeah. you know uh, if if they if they can't stop the run, then I feel I feel more confident in San Francisco being able to put together a few stops than I do if Kansas City can't stop the run. Does that make sense? 
Yeah, that makes sense. I just I just feel like it's gonna be an all-out effort to stop the run. Like I think they really gonna disregard, which they shouldn't. But I, I really feel like, man, if you're gonna beat me, it's gonna be Jimmy Garoppolo coming out here throwing 300 yards, four touchdowns. That's how y'all gonna beat me. Y'all not gonna run the ball down our throats. And I think that's the mindset Kansas City gonna go in there with. Um and their front seven should be able to do a solid job, but their their secondary gotta not let Jimmy Garoppolo beat them. Both of these seven. secondary both of these secondaries that that definitely is yards yards to begin because like mm-hmm. once you get away from Sherman because we've seen them be carved up by Breeze and Wilson mm-hmm. and now now the time that wasn't when they had Quan Alexander and Tart either but still I mean if you if if Kansas City's got enough weapons that they can stay away from Sherman if they can stay mm-hmm. away from they got enough weapons but. It's how much of the password is the password going to affect because Kansas City don't run. So, you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? So they, they ain't, there ain't nothing they're going to be able to do in the run game that's going to keep San Francisco honest. So how much of the pass rush is going to affect Patrick Mahomes? And and it's weird because I I feel more confident that that pass rush will be able to get to Mahomes than I do thinking, all right, some they're going to be able to finally stop this run game. For Kansas City, I mean, you know, I mean, for San Francisco. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I can, I, I can definitely. I mean, we've seen it all season. San Francisco's pass rush is amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, but with a quarterback like Patrick Mahomes and his instincts, you just rely that he's not gonna hold on the ball too long yeah. in that game and rely a lot on safety valves. Whether it's Travis Kelsey not playing as deep as he usually does uh, in games or their running backs. Um, being there to to catch short passes and turn it into more. So yeah, um, it's definitely gonna be a a, a chess match yeah. between between those two coaches in two weeks. What else you got? Anything? Um, you got anything for basketball? I don't got nothing for football. I, I I don't have anything for basketball right now. I'm not. Um, we had some good games. Well, there was some pump supposed to be good games on Martin Luther King Day yesterday. Um, that lineup entirely was trash, except for Lakers Celtics, and then that game was just underwhelming. Yeah. Um, so no, I, I don't have any NBA stuff either. Um, the trade deadline is coming up, and I've been seeing a lot of different um scenarios. Like the Derrick Rose now has come up, and me and you talked the other day about the Gordon Hayward um trade that was put out there of him going to New Orleans. Um. I'm seeing more and more stuff like that, and I forget how, well, not how early, but we just ain't been paying attention to the NBA. So how soon the trade deadline is coming up and what kind of difference that's going to make for the rest of the season. Hold on. What is happening? What is happening? Shannon, come here. 
Come here. Hurry up! Come here. Blow. Blow. Come on, say good night. Good night. Good night. Man. She thought for sure she was about to get whooped. Good night, baby. I love you. Good night. Put on the music channel, sorry. All right. Go ahead again. Um. I think I was done with my thought, though. Uh, yeah, the I saw the Derrick Rose trade for Kyle Kuzma. Not my favorite thing. Uh, I hated even seeing that. I, I I forgot about that until you said that because I was yeah. looking through them and I was like, so we giving up Kyle Kuzma, but Philadelphia throwing nickels and pennies at them for Derrick Rose. I don't like I don't like how this looks. Yeah, I Derrick Rose to the Lakers, it it makes sense, but not at the expense of Kyle Kuzma. Like that exactly. seems like a lot. Um, yeah, exactly. So uh, you know, um, just the idea of trading Kyle Kuzma, they they just they just need to wait this out. They ain't no trade. I don't feel like there's going to be a trade that will make them better. Like, I, I feel like any trade that moves Kyle Kuzma is lateral movement. Like, it doesn't make any sense. Like, you're not going to be able to get where you're trying to be without just adding something to Kyle Kuzma on the bench. And that's a free agent. That's, you know, that ain't that ain't giving up assets. Because there ain't nobody you're going to get that's going to give you what he's giving you and what, what you need in the yeah. second year. So, that, so just stop. Just stop it. Um, the only, yeah, the only thing that can possibly make us better at this point without hurting us is you still hoping for Andre Iguodala buyout or, I, I mean, that's pretty much it because there's nobody, there's nobody you can go get with the players on the back end of our roster who, you know, not really contributing nothing. So like I said, Andre Iguodala is really the only, the only piece out there that's still, even uh, a pipe dream at this point. You know, uh, Darren Collison, you don't think if he actually come back? Well, yeah, he is a free agent. And we and we absolutely do need a point guard. Um, yeah, I guess Darren Collison would. I don't. I, I don't think they're really. I don't know. I'd have to see. I'd have to see him and see how he looks with the team. But just saying, Darren Collison put him in that situation. Yeah, he's gonna make us better, but how much? I mean, gonna be able to do that much more for us than Caruso's able to? Because I don't believe that at this point. He'd uh, have to show me that because I don't really know that he's gonna give us much more production than Alex Caruso even is at this point. Yeah, he can shoot better, but still, you know. We'll see. 
Anything else? Uh, nope. I'm good, man. Yeah. It's a quiet time right now, but um, we will try to have more for y'all next week. Different content for y'all next week while um, the NFL is doing the Pro Bowl before the Super Bowl. So, when did that? What's up, everybody? Check out Friendly Fire every Thursday as we discuss the latest and most intriguing topics in sports. Also, make sure to follow us on Twitter and on Facebook at FriendlyFire08.